Welcome to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. I'm Dr. Glenn Kinkin, Senior Minister here at Centenary. My hope is that this podcast will give you some good news for your journey today. Our scripture this morning is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod was tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, tetrarch of Iteria and Trachonitis, and Lysanias was tetrarch of Abilene. During the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah in the wilderness. He went into all the country around Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of Isaiah, the prophet, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every hill shall be made low. The crooked roads shall become straight, the rough ways smooth, and all the people will see God's salvation. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Almighty and gracious God, we gather this morning in this place, in our homes, across the world. We gather to worship and to praise you. As we look out our windows, we see the majesty of your power and of creation. And so as we hear your word read and proclaimed, we pray humbly that the majesty of transformation that you have given to all creation today might take place in our hearts as well. That we would be transformed by the hearing of your word so that we would be doers of your word out in the world around us. All of this we ask in your son's holy name. Amen. In 2008, there was an image that popped up on all the news feeds on the internet, and it's one of my favorite Christmas images. It's taken in uh, the Midwest. It's of a manger scene. And there, curled up in the manger, right up snuggled next to the baby Jesus, is a German shepherd puppy. It seems that this dog is unclaimed, a stray, if you will, and had decided that it needed to rest. It needed a warm and safe place to be, and the manger was the spot. Imagine this dog having spent all day scrounging for food, dodging traffic, facing disappointments, hoping that someone would claim it, only be disappointed, only to need peace and comfort, and in finding that, there in the manger. It really is a sweet picture. And every year at Christmas, it's one of those that I just sort of have in a list of Christmas photos, and I flip through it and get reminded every year that that's really how it should be for us, that we come to the manger to find peace and comfort. 
In our text today, John the Baptist is the last of the prophets, if you will, the last one to come and to proclaim the world that the beginning of Jesus's ministry was upon them. And in that proclamation, he recalled the words of Isaiah that was talking about the Messiah, said that pathways would be straightened, valleys would be filled, mountains would be made low, that crooked roads would be made straight and rough roads would be smoothed over. In other words, Christ would come, the Messiah would come and bring order and peace to the chaos of the world. Peace in times of trouble. See, they, back then life was busy, life was very uncertain, and the promise of one who would come and would bring that kind of order was welcome news for all the world. As John stood in the wilderness and preached that gospel, that, pro that prophecy, people began to have high hopes that this peace would come. This kind of news is very welcome still today for you and for me. Peace, the antithesis of chaos and discord. Peace, the opposite of conflict and strife. Peace, the sense of harmony and well-being for us and all of God's people. You see, Christmas is sort of chaotic, isn't it? Think about it with me, if you will. It seemed like a few years ago, it just seemed like the chaos of Christmas began at Thanksgiving or the day after. But now it seems that that chaos starts to build two weeks, three weeks, depending on where you are in life, maybe even months before the true Christmas season, the Advent season begins. Chaos marked by shopping and all the baking and all the parties to attend. Chaos marked by crowded streets and malls and stores. Shopkeepers wanting to do their best to be good customer service personnel, to reach out to all the folks shopping in the store and being understaffed. UPS working overtime to make the deliveries just in time for whatever festivities we have going on. And see, Christmas Eve comes and people line up and they pack churches all across the world. I mean, imagine what it would be like if the churches were full always throughout the year, but especially on Christmas Eve, people line up hours before services to get in. Imagine what this place would be like with 1,200 people standing in line to come in on Christmas Eve to experience that kind of peace. But I have to confess to you that my favorite part, my favorite part of the Advent season really happens on Christmas Eve. After we've lifted our candles high and sung joy to the world and after everyone has left and has gone back home and the lights come off in the church and the doors are shut, is to walk out to my car to take a step and just to stop and look around. Look up at the stars in heaven and just to listen. All of creation is calm and at rest. All is calm, all is bright, and the world is at peace. See, that's what the coming of the Christ child brings to you and to me. So as we think about that, as we think about what's going on this year and think about your life and your holiday plans and what it is that you are doing, do you need peace? Do you need peace from the chaos of life? Do you need peace from all the hustle and the bustle? 
See, the birth of Christ brings that. And we can find that peace. We can find it just by doing what Christmas tends to do. By focusing us on what's most important. On the things that matter most to us in our lives. And once we've identified what they are, to stay and linger there. To stay and to linger at the manger, if you will. And to shut out the rest of the noise. And to leave it at the door. And focus most on the peace that Christ wants in your life. You see, when Christ came, the rough roads were made smooth and order was brought to chaos. In 1914, the Great War had begun. And what we found by December of that year, Kaiser Wilhelm's German soldiers were locked in endless trench warfare with the troops from England and France. And they were locked in this trench warfare where no one seemed to gain ground. And day in and day out, the bombs flew, the bullets sailed. Death and destruction was all around. But as December got old later and later, then it happened. On Christmas Eve of 1914, it started the unthinkable, if you will. In the midst of war, the night was quiet. The evening volley had not started, and then all of a sudden from the German side began the strange sounds of silent night. And over on the English side of the front, they recognized it, and they joined in together. And pretty soon, crude trees were fashioned into Christmas trees and popped up on the top of the trenches. And when that seemed safe enough, then people began to pop their heads up, exchanging Christmas carols and greetings. And before you know it, the troops came out of the bunkers, they came out of the trenches and into no man's land. It was in those moments that the wounded were finally policed up and carried off in ambulances. The dead were buried. There were joint services right there of mourning and for healing. And then soldiers being soldiers began to shake hands and to trade Christmas gifts, if you will. Trading rations because the Germans had grown tired of theirs and were intrigued by the English rations who had long grown tired of their own and were intrigued by the Germans. And then there were exchanges of hat decorations and belt buckles and uniform pieces. The whole time, this sort of eeriness in the midst of war, in the midst of battle, peace had found itself on Christmas Eve. Soccer matches, joint Christmas services. See, for that evening, the war had stopped. The strife had ended. The battle was over. For some of us, Christmas is a difficult time. There's strife and warfare with our friends and our family. There's drama, there's hurt feelings. Battle lines have long since been drawn because of a slight or a crossword or an inaction that someone had expected. And that was when it began. But see, the coming of Christ can step in and can stop all of that. The coming of Christ can say enough to this. Let us bury the hatchet, mend our fences, and stop our petty squabbles. 
As we think about the coming of Christ's birth and what it means for our lives, do we need to find peace in Christmas this year within our relationships? Do we need to find peace with our brothers and sisters, with our own family members, with friends and neighbors? You see, Christ shows us the way, if we recall, when he came to make the road straight and narrow, to make them define clearly so that the crooked places were straightened out. It was first, just love your neighbor. Then it was second, to speak in love, and third, and finally, to approach the world with a spirit of harmony and peace. And see if we do that. If we do that, then the war and the strife and the conflict and the chaos of that within our lives goes away. And the ultimate truce is signed. Finally, the peace of the coming of the Christ child is a sense of harmony and goodwill amongst all people, amongst all of creation. You know, what a lot of us like about Christmas, it brings out the best in all of us. You go into the stores, all of a sudden we begin to notice each other. Whereas you might not have noticed someone earlier, you began to see them differently. Everyone's excited, everyone's cheerful, everyone is happy, well wishes time and again, whereas most times we might just be willing to say thanks or good to see you. It's now replaced by Merry Christmas. I hope you're well. Good luck. What are you all doing? At personal interest in lives. Kids are on their best behavior, it's no doubt about it. As soon as the calendar turns to December, the elf on the shelf comes out or some other crazy Christmas tradition, those things come out and kids are on their best behavior. But even without those, we all are on our best behavior, aren't we? During Advent. Our hearts are open, our generosity overflows. They reign supreme in our lives. Sometimes folks go into debt, dangerously into debt, because they love others so much that they want to give the perfect gift, even to their own detriment. See, Christmas brings out the best. It brings out that joy, that harmony, and that peace. And so as we think about it for our own lives this week and in the weeks to come leading up to Christmas Eve, how can we be a part of that? How can we be a part of that peace of harmony and goodwill? I think we need to have clear eyes, clear eyes to see all people as God's children, to have full hearts, full of love for each other. And if we do that, clear eyes and full hearts, then the world cannot lose, can it? So friends, as Advent rolls on, let us make room for peace in our lives. Let us journey to the manger and there we will find that warmth, that peace and comfort. As we go about our days trying to make the struggle, whether we meet with disappointment or things don't turn out the way that we do, if we go to the manger, there we will find that peace and comfort. Are you in search of peace this year? Are you in search of peace in your heart? If you know, if you are that person, or if you know of someone that is, come and invite them to be here with us. Because it's in this place, much like at the manger, it's in this place that for we find the calm in the chaos of life. 
We find peace for, this fight, for the fighting and for the strife to end. We find a place that brings out the best in you and in me. For in this place, God's peace reigns. God's peace reigns eternally and the valleys are filled, the roads are straightened, the mountains are made low, and the rough roads are smoothed over. And for that, we find comfort and peace and thanksgiving. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll consider joining us for worship on Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock or Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9, or 11. Have a blessed day.